Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Means that the number one pick in the 2021 NBA draft goes to the Detroit Pistons. Who's got the number one pick in this year's Detroit. draft? Who's got the number one pick in this year's draft? Basketball! Select Isaiah Stewart. The Detroit Pistons select Killian Hayes. Sadiq, that was absolutely sensational. I don't know what went into that process. I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. From long range. Oh! Yes! Yes! Detroit Basketball! Pistons fans, welcome back to another edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike Angolano, and joining me, as always, are Aaron Johnson and Jasper Apollonia. Fellas, how are we doing this fine evening? Doing good. You know, I know we got a couple topics to get into. Everyone wants to talk about Kevin Knox, so I'm not going to waste anyone's time <laughs> talking about myself. Like, I'm ready to get in, right, get right into how Kevin Knox is going to revitalize his career with the Detroit Pistons, become a future all-star, folks. Yeah, I'm just happy we got the three, uh, I'm going to say three friends, not amigos. That's cultural appropriation. And I'm not trying to, and, and the last thing Pistons Twitter needs is another uh, podcaster getting canceled for racism. So, plus, I'm pretty sure that counts as plagiarism, too. Um, probably. Probably. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Again, we're still in these dog days, but believe it or not, guys, we actually saw a little bit of Pistons basketball. Well, Maybe not Pistons basketball, but we did see some Pistons players uh, get a little run in, including, you know, future superstar Kevin Knox. So we, we what else do we have to do but get right into it? That's a great segue, and we are going to get right into it. The Rico Hines runs lots of footage. And Aaron, thank you for dropping all that in the chat so that I could watch all of it back to back to back. Uh, there were several Pistons players included in that footage. Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Isaiah Stewart, Kevin Knox, Marvin Bagley, Killian Hayes, Corey Joseph. And uh, there were some other stars around the league as well. Of course, Stephen Curry from the defending champion, Golden State Warriors, Trey Young, rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, Michael Porter Jr. There was some interesting footage in there. Um, I did go through and look at those highlights and, and several other angles um fellas do, do, do we care about is is the content so dry a barren wasteland of dust that this matters to us at all did you take anything out of it the people have been waiting for this since the pictures came out a couple weeks ago of kate and steph next to each other um i think there was someone else that was I think there was that other big picture with like all of the Pistons roster in the gym at in the Rico Hines gym. And so people have been like counting down, waking up every morning and going to the Rico Hines YouTube page to see if that video was out yet. So people have like legitimately been craving this type of content. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't watch it because, uh, Within a couple of hours, I had watched it, but the the energy 
around this whole ordeal and how hyped up people got for this was utterly insane. Yet at the same time, I also respect it because if you are, if you care enough about a team that has been so bad for so long, if you care about them playing in pickup basketball games, three, you know, three months before the season or whatever this was, shout out to you. Like you are a real fan. So <laughs> I respect the people's desire to watch this. I know that the first video came out and it was the Raptors running Detroit, running Detroit's five-man group of Corey Joseph, Jaden Ivey, uh, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart, and Hamadou Diallo. And it was just like eight eight to ten minutes of the, the Raptors guys absolutely murdering those that group. So everyone was like waiting and waiting for it to come out. And then that was the first video that dropped. And I'm sure everyone's initial reaction was like, get me away from the nearest ledge because it's 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 sad boy hours. Uh, but then we got the other the other videos that came out. And like, yeah, I absolutely watched it, but I am an utter shock at the excitement and the essential like countdown to it coming out every day. People were tweeting about it. Oh, where's this footage at? When's it coming out? Will it be today? Will it be tomorrow? When do we think it's coming out? They were literally mapping out. Well, we saw the pictures of Draymond there a week before the Pistons pictures came out. So it's got to be three days away. Like people were so amped up about this. I didn't find it to be anything that crazy. I didn't think it it showed the Pistons in the greatest light either. But props to let it be known that that was my question. Yeah, I mean, look, (laughs) here's how I think about it, Mike. I mean, I'm not one of those people that was counting down. Look, I I like NBA basketball. I don't watch pickup basketball, but I definitely did watch this uh, Rico Hines run, and it's not just because. It's all we had to talk about on this week's podcast. It's also because I wanted to see a few things from uh, certain players. And look, you can only read so much into this footage. After all, the Raptors beat the Pistons. So it's not that indicative of what's going to happen in the regular season, since we know that Toronto can't beat Dwayne Casey. That's exactly right. Uh, Right? You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can only read into it so much. This is, we have to live in reality. And in reality, uh, the Pistons own that franchise. So uh, let's just say what it is. That's, that's just the truth. Sorry, Toronto fans. Uh, but there were definitely some things that I took away from this footage that I really liked. I think this was kind of one of those situations where you can't read too much into anything, but you do have to look at individual players and see some of the things that they do well, some of the things that they struggle at, um, and, and evaluate those going into the regular season. For example, I love seeing Cade play defense. I, I know that the Rico Hines run, they're going to show the the makes. So Steph definitely had some great threes, some crazy step backs against Cade. But what I was more impressed by than even Steph, because at this point, I mean, we know what Steph Curry is. He's <laughs> There's not even the words to describe him at this point. Cade played, I thought, amazingly well in terms of staying in front of him being physical using his length using his size doing something that i think he's really singularly great at in terms of 
not biting on pump fakes and uh, using his length when he contests shots in a way that doesn't put him in a position to foul shooters. Uh, I really was impressed by Cade's defense. Obviously, there's other stuff too, like Kevin Knox getting an alley-oop. That was great. Uh, he even hit a three. Uh, Jalen Duran hooping in a hoodie. I don't know why. That was just really funny to me. That was some real pickup basketball. Mad respect uh, there. I loved it. That, that was so funny to me. I was like, oh, man, this is how you know it's really a pickup run. There's always one dude in a hoodie at the pickup run, and you're like, how are you doing this? Like, I would die of uh, a <laughs> heat stroke if I did something like that. But I don't know. A lot of this felt kind of like how the regular season's going to go. Like, the Pistons are going to play with a lot of energy. They're going to play hard. They're going to be fun, but they're going to lose a lot. And nothing from this footage made me feel differently. I'm certainly not changing my outlook on the season over under win totals. That's for sure. Wait, so like you're telling me you watched all that, the 30 minutes or whatever footage that got put out there and you didn't see what Kevin Knox did. And you don't think that this team is bound for the playoffs now. I mean, look, on the flip side of what I talked about in terms of respecting everybody who was dying for this footage, I almost, I think you almost lose more credit for actually like watching it. And then like, yeah, Kevin Knox is the real deal guys. This guy's, this guy's it. Like it's pickup basketball and I'm seeing legitimate think piece level tweets about the breakout season upcoming for Kevin Knox. And while I respect the fandom. No, no, no. They are. They are. I respect the fandom. I do. Ride for your guys. Like, it's admirable. But at the same time, ride for the right guys. We have four years of, of Kevin Knox's NBA history telling us, like, he is what he is. And I'm sorry, but... Look, the footage was nice, but it's pickup basketball. These guys aren't really playing elite level defense. It, it's I couldn't believe the the like and, and like the thing is, it wasn't like it was like Kevin Kevin Knox, Marvin Bagley, and like another you know back end roster guy there. Like the and the damn near entire roster was there, and we're we're gonna focus on what Kevin Knox was doing. Like more people I think tweeted about Kevin Knox than they did Cade. It was just, I, Hey, I don't know, Aaron. Uh, Look, I will say this though. Okay. Yes. We're, we're going to mock the Kevin Knox stuff because I'm sorry. Like, okay. Maybe Kevin Knox does take a small leap this year, but like he's Kevin Knox. He is what he is. Um, And to be frank, like you're not in the NBA if you can't get buckets. So him getting some good hoops should not be a shock to anybody. What are the things that looking at this footage that you do buy into because for me I look at Cade's defense and I I say there's something there like yes obviously this is pickup basketball but like the intensity that he's playing with the technique that he's using that to me is something that is translatable into regular season action like in terms of Jaden Ivy being more explosive there's obviously no lingering issues from that injury, right? We're in agreement on that. Yeah. No, he looked yeah. there. But then there's other things, too, where you saw Ivy knocking down a couple threes, including a nice step back. And 
I think we've already touched on this on the podcast, but I'll keep bringing it up. That feels like a shot he's going to have to hit regularly in order to hit his full potential as an NBA player. It's not going to be enough for him to just be this incredibly explosive athlete. He's going to have to shoot. And that step back fadeaway three, absolutely, I think is a shot that he's going to have to perfect in order to become a threat all around as as an offensive player. Um, so I guess for me, I'm wondering, Aaron, what are the things that you're you're buying into? Do you buy into that Jaden Ivey step back three? Are you buying into Isaiah Stewart handling the ball a little bit on the perimeter and knocking down multiple three-pointers? He did not seem hesitant to let it fly. Um, or are there, is it maybe like a half and half? Do you buy into Stewart shooting, but maybe not so much handling the ball? Um, you know, Marvin Bagley, I actually saw him talking a lot defensively. That's something that we have absolutely mentioned is an issue for him on that end of the ball. So yeah. What are the things that you look at and are saying like, okay, I think that there's something to take from this versus the things that where you're just like, Hey, this is pickup basketball. Like you can't buy into a Kevin Knox alley-oop as being like breakout campaign coming. Yeah. So I don't know if I necessarily take a specific, any sort of skill that was like, I don't think my opinion changes on the hope of Isaiah Stewart being able to shoot the ball or handle the ball off of this type of footage. Cause like, I don't know, to me, I just remember watching for four or five consecutive off seasons, Andre Drummond in the gym shooting three pointers and like talking myself into that becoming a translatable skill for him when the regular season comes. I think the thing that I take away more so from this is that this is a team that's committed to getting better and they're committed to doing that together, building chemistry. Uh, we've seen this group spend a lot of the offseason together now, and that is the thing to me that is most exciting because I look at a team like Toronto, who has championship pedigree in recent years, who has a lot of those guys. You know, you see Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes. Like You're seeing these top players, these all-star level players, these young guys that, are bound to have long careers in the NBA, long successful careers in the NBA. They're coming out, they're bringing their team with them, and, and they're getting better together all offseason. And that builds chemistry, camaraderie, and, and things like that, which is more something that I feel like you can grow from these types of, of pickup games rather than more so the individual skill you might be working on in the offseason. Like, to me, that's what I gain out of this is I I like that the Pistons are spending a lot of time together. This is a, a group that sent a large contingent of their roster to summer league together. And a lot of the, the you know older guys on the roster still came out to Las Vegas and supported the team and was around the team at the games and whatnot. Uh, you know, we've seen now this footage. We know they were with Tom Gores. Tom Gores every offseason has the team out to his, his mansion uh, for, you know, a get together and whatnot. Like, so they've spent a lot of the summer together and I believe there was some stuff that came out pretty early into the summer that this team had been previously spending some time uh, after the season had ended together, like, you know, before summer league, before the draft, et cetera. So I like that. That means more to me than seeing, you know, Jaden Ivy make a step back three, 
because like on the flip side, I mean, Jaden Ivy also, we, there was multiple highlights where he got blocked or, or missed a layup or, you know, a couple different plays like that where, so it's like, as, as much as you want to believe in the makes when you're also seeing the miss, it's like, ah, it's a pickup game. And obviously this guy is not perfect. Like he, just because you only see him make, make shots in the footage doesn't mean he's bound to have this great year. Like, yeah, Rico Hines balls life. They're showing the makes because that's the stuff that gets the views. It gets the retweets. It gets the engagement. They're not showing the more minute stuff where you might actually see some sort of like, Oh, Isaiah Stewart wasn't, you know, making this type of passing read uh, last season or something more minute like that. They're showing the, the more, the more highlight dunks, the three pointers, the crossovers, those types of plays. So I like that the Pistons are playing together. I like that they've spent a lot of their off season uh, together. And that's what I'm taking away uh, from, from this footage. Aaron, do you know bet online has, uh, has odds on, on Rico Hines runs. You know what? I, we need to talk to our guys over there and and, and get them to, to publish lines because honestly, just bet just bet Raptors money line every time. <laughs> That's right. They don't lose. <laughs> well, Aaron, uh, you know, there was one guy that we actually that was absolutely there that we actually have not brought up at all. And this is kind of the other side of what I was talking about in terms of are you buying into the good things you're seeing from these players? One player that noticeably had no highlights, and we're talking about makes from the field in this case, was Killian Hayes. And this is something that I know we have discussed a lot coming into his third year in the league. This does really feel like a make or break kind of season for Killian Hayes. And watching that footage... Obviously, as you said, it is mostly just highlights. But Killian Hayes did not have any highlights in that Rico Hines footage. Um, He didn't look especially aggressive in what I saw either. So on the other hand, is this something that you're concerned about? Watching these this footage, seeing Killian Hayes not really dominate, forget dominate, not even really leave any sort of an impact. Was that something that sticks in your mind? I think the funniest tweet, the uh, funniest reaction that I saw from from the footage coming out was the the tweet about Killian Hayes just doing cardio out there, like <laughs> yeah. running up and down the court out there. Yeah, I think yeah. that was probably the the tweet that I I, I thought was the most uh, sensical from from the reaction to the footage. Well, Aaron, okay, you say that, but Pat Bev has made a whole career off yeah. of just running around doing nothing. So yeah. you. See- Say what you will, but it seems True. like it's a really good way to to make a ten year NBA career for yourself. <laughs> I, I'm I'm honestly not like that's not going to be the thing that changes my opinion on Killian Hayes. This is absolutely a, a, an upcoming make or break year for him. The Pistons are not waiting around for him to to figure it out any longer. Like it's kind of now or never for him, and it's disappointing that. You know, when the 30 minutes of footage or whatever it was that was made available, we didn't see Killian Hayes do one thing except, like, see Trey Young make a three over him. So it is – it's disappointing from that sense, but not in the sense of, like, oh, this footage confirms to me that Killian Hayes isn't going to be be a better basketball player this year. Like, it's disappointing that he didn't have a highlight that was shown, but does – I'm also curious – 
how much of the footage actually gets into these videos like how much of the mm. run gets into each of these videos and i haven't watched enough of them to to pick up really on that so maybe we are seeing like every pickup game that's played that day and but they're you know maybe we're not so i, I think we only i think you only see one court because you can see in the background there is another court that's court right that's, that's being run because like they're in those raptors pistons highlights um you can see steph in the court behind them which by the way i just want to say who the hell put these rosters together? Steph Curry, Trey Young, and Maga. I'm sorry, Michael Porter Jr. on Michael the Porter. same. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, it's uh, one of those Freudian slips. Pardon me. Uh, <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. on the same team. Oh like, God. come on, how is that fair? That that can't be yeah, right. That was the Pistons were doomed from the start. There, uh, let's be honest. I... <laughs> And they were doomed from this. I mean, also, like, when I saw the first video come out and it was Corey Joseph, Jaden Ivey, Hamadou Diallo, Marvin Bagley, and Isaiah Stewart, I just knew it wasn't going to go well. Let's be honest. No, absolutely not. And that that run as well. So I think it was, like, Siakam Barnes, Chris Boucher, I think, like, Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn. You, I, he's – hard to miss um or something like that but yeah man i'm just saying like when the third best scorer on your pickup roster is mr natural immunization himself i I just think like man pistons had no chance so i do agree with you when you say you can't read into it too much obviously there's not you know the way that the pistons are going to be playing um i will ask you one more question though do you read Anything into the fact that Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham were on separate rosters in these pickup games? Do you think that was something that was purposeful, or do you think that that was just a coincidence? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it was a coincidence. I think, I think if, I mean, the Pistons sent four guards there and like two bigs, two forwards, essentially. So, and I also like, I only saw one assistant coach there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was the, the guy that stepped in for doing Casey when. Oh, Rex Kalamian. Yes. Rex Kalamian. I did see him uh, in the footage. Well, I think it was more of a coincidence. Like the Pistons had to spread out their guards. I don't, I think putting, Corey Joseph and Killian Hayes together would have been a little odd considering they're both like true point guards or whatever. Mm. So I don't know. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to read into that. Maybe, maybe Rex Kalamian was sent by Dwayne Casey and he was told like, make sure these guys are, 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 are on separate teams. I want to, I want to see what they do without one another together. I don't know. I, I'm not going to look into it too much because Isaiah Stewart wasn't with Sadiq Bay and Kate Cunningham. It's like, I'm not anticipating that. You know, Detroit's going to be playing Jalen Duran over Isaiah Stewart at the beginning of the year alongside Cade and Bay in the starting lineup. So not not going to look too much into that. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, look, Aaron, I'm not sure I have much else from that footage. I don't know if you do. Um, well, I guess I have one question. Uh, hoodie Mellow or Hoodie Duran? I love that. I, I'm, I am pro-hooping in a hoodie. I'm pro-hooping in a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> Get the sweat going. It's good for you. I, I and also like, it's it's a Nike dry fit hoodie. Like he's not 
running up and down in one of those hundred pound cotton hoodies. Like I'm just saying, could do you think one on one hoodie Jalen Duran could beat hoodie Carmelo Anthony? No, that's the real question. No, no one could beat hoodie Carmelo. Okay, I'm glad you said that because otherwise, I think we'd have to start looking for a new expert on the site because that yeah. I think is like, I mean, that's asking like who's the goat, Michael Jordan or Isaiah Ryder? You know what I mean? The answer is obvious. Yeah, it's Isaiah yeah. Ryder. Nobody, nobody comes close. No, uh-huh. nobody comes close. All right, there's one more thing that I want to talk about before we wrap this show up. Before we do that, I do want to talk about Bet Online. We mentioned him a little bit earlier. Bet Online is our sponsor of today's edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive 50% on your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You know, I don't know why, like in our read, it goes, and even golf. Like, golf is one of the funnest things to bet on. And if you bet on Rory McIlroy last week, you're probably pretty happy you, you bet on golf. So, uh, I don't know if you watch golf. I know we've talked about golf a little bit. Maybe I do that more with Mike. I was gonna say Mike's Mike's more the golfer. It's Mike. actually funny. I was I was talking with my mom uh, very recently, and my grandpa, rest in peace. He was a big time golfer. I mean, this guy golfed every single day of his life, and he passed away when I was just two years old. And I was talking to my mom. I said, you know, can you imagine if Nono Bill? lived until i was in my mid-teens i'd be a golfer right now you would have been playing a championship i would be like golfing all the time instead i think the only pair of clubs i ever owned i literally got from a dumpster that's not a joke i saw them in a dumpster and i was like you know what i don't own any golf clubs i should just take these so i it's it's crazy to think how just a couple of different things can change your life we're talking about betting. If Cam Akers had gotten four more yards in the in the uh, Super Bowl, I don't know. I don't think I'd be doing this podcast. I'd be sitting somewhere in the Bahamas sipping, you know, uh, my ties, something like that. Um, but I'm definitely excited for the NFL to come back. I know you're a golf guy, but I am absolutely a football betting guy. Um, I, I've been very lucky over the last few years, so. I'm I'm definitely ready for the NFL season to start. I'm ready for the NBA season to start. The Pistons made me so much money last year when they covered the spread all those games in a row. So I hope they can do it again. You know, Nebraska Nebraska spread was supposed to be supposed to be a lock week zero of college football and uh, didn't didn't go that way for me at least. So I'm looking forward to NFL and NBA betting. That's I mean I've done a hell of a job in, in MLB this year as well, but we we might have to do some some pistons specific betting related content this upcoming year on Palace of Pistons, whether it's the website, the YouTube, maybe we talk about it on the podcast as well. I, I'm infatuated with it, and I know you are as well. So this this could be something that we go behind the scenes on it. And, and absolutely, you know what, Aaron, I'm gonna throw out my first betting pick 
of of the NFL season right here, right oh, now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Bills, Rams, uh, that's the Thursday night game on the 8th. Over-under on that game is 53 points. Take the over. Take the over. Take the over. Take the over. Okay. Take the over. Okay. Take the over. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna do it just because you said it. Yep. And Thank me later. I'm, yeah. Neither neither of those teams they are gonna score. They're gonna score a lot. Okay. I would take the over at 57. That's how crazy. Wow. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. I'd even I'd, I'd tease it up to 55, and I I well I'm going to. So yeah. Okay. Take that over. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we got one more thing that I want to talk about. Uh, SportsIllustrated.com released a new article ranking the best young cores in the NBA late last week. Uh, some of the criteria to fit into their definition of a young core, uh, you had to be 27, under under 27 on opening night. Um, <laughs> no problem for Detroit. <laughs> well, to be under 27 and a previous and have a previous all-star appearance, or you had to be 25 and younger with all-star potential, which is, I guess, up to their discretion. And then there was a couple other criteria 20 a 2020 2021 or 2022 lottery pick there were a few uh exceptions to the rules including grant williams and the pistons isaiah stewart including them in the young cores as well the pistons ranked 12th in the nba they were ranked as having the 12th best wow. for according to this criteria the top three teams were the grizzlies at one the celtics at two and the pelicans at three interesting to me was that the Cleveland Cavaliers were ranked sixth. The Toronto Raptors were ranked seventh. The Houston Rockets were ranked eighth. And the Orlando Magic were ranked ninth. That's ahead of Atlanta with Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, who were ranked 10. Thunder were ranked 11. And then the Kings and Knicks were ranked after the Pistons at 13 and 14, respectively. Number 12. That... <laughs> That was a little low from from my point of view. I think that's fair. If you're including teams like the Grizzlies and Celtics in that young core definition, then I think, yeah, I think that's kind of fair. I I mean, yeah, you could argue versus the Magic, versus the Thunder. Um, You know, you look at those two teams, it's like, yeah, maybe they have more young talent, but is the upside of any of those players greater than the upside of Jaden Ivy and Cade Cunningham. I think you could argue probably not. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens with Paolo Bancaro, but is, you know, Mo Wagner too. But to me, I, I look at Detroit having the top two prospects out of those teams. So I guess it kind of depends on where you're looking at what qualifies as the young core for me. I value top end talent in the NBA, especially more than I value overall talent. It's a star driven league. So I would not necessarily have them in that order, but I can understand why sports illustrated would have them ranked that way. Aaron, is there any disagreement from you? I mean, I know you said you think that's a little low, but is it for the same reasons I do, or is it for another reason? Do you think that they have more overall talent than any of those teams? ranked ahead of them i think i agree from the standpoint of i feel that detroit has a higher end level talent in kate cunningham than a team like orlando or houston and especially in houston's case i feel like overall i would rank detroit's core above them when you can 
put Cade, Sadiq Bay, Jaden Ivy, Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart, and Killian Hayes out there and, you know, throw in Isaiah Livers, whatever. Uh, I think Marvin Bagley would constitute it as well. Maybe not. Actually, he might not. So, fine, don't count Marvin Bagley. But I don't know. I, I don't think the Pistons are up there with, like, the top four, top five, top six. I mean, Cleveland with Evan Mobley and Darius Garland is phenomenal. But I think they're somewhere – I think they're better than 12. I don't know how much better. I I, I would rank them ahead of Orlando and Houston pretty comfortably though okay that's i think that's very fair um you know even though you are an alperin sengun hater and uh erdogan's gonna be sending his man men after you soon enough uh <laughs> for disrespecting a turkish legend just like that but okay i buy your argument um i, I think i'm kind of in that same mentality as well i, I think it's kind of interchangeable it really does kind of come down to what you value more is it overall talent or is it top end talent i personally value top end talent more Agreed. which is why i would have the pistons higher but yeah i agree with that 100 the top end talent is is the most important factor to me and i think kate cunningham as of now projects to be better than anybody else on orlando or houston but that that's just my opinion obviously the writer disagreed. I'm sure there's people that have plenty of different opinions. I'm sure some of our listeners feel the Pistons should be ranked as a top five young core. So everyone's going to have different opinions on it. And at the end of the day, it's a ranking on a website that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of how the Pistons or any of these other teams go about their operations on a daily basis. So that's really all I had on this topic. I wanted to make sure we talked about it because it's definitely going to be part of our uh, episode title when you're clicking on on our podcast so uh, yeah i think the pistons are a couple spots better i i don't think there's anything to get too up in arms about but that's that no i mean look it, these rankings don't matter all that matters is at the end of the day wins and losses that's all i care about and look this is not a team that's going to win a lot this year um but they are going to win in the future and i have no doubts about that so even if the even if the core isn't top five this year you know what? If they lose like I think they're going to lose this year and they get another top five pick next year, they'll be right up there in the top of those rankings because next year's draft class is absolutely loaded, loaded with top end talent. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Detroit to climb up anybody's best young core rankings. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm sure we'll be talking about next year's lottery and the talent within it sooner rather than later with this. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think about mid November, we might be starting to talk about that, but yes. <laughs> well, guys, that is going to do it for today's edition of the palace of Pistons podcast brought to you by believe and bet online. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.